This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Tig. Cheryl. Are you really excited about today's episode? Yeah, this is, this is a nice gritty one. Mm-hmm. Real twisty turny. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, I really enjoyed this, and Stephanie told me I've already seen it. (laughs) She said, yeah, we watched that in our old house. No recollection. I remembered, you know, from a a news story or something about this. Right, right, because it was in the news. Yeah, but she said, no, we, we watched that movie. Well, um, we really have a a good time talking about it. Okay, do you want to do your intro? Yes. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) It's a simple thing. It is. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Imposter. What do you mean, please welcome to? It was just... Isn't that what I say? No, it's supposed to be, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, not please welcome to. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the imposter. Oh my gosh. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid-2000s. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone on? Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frogs fiddling faintly. Five furious frogs fiddling I am the first ever podcast. And Tick and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hi, Cheryl. Hey, Tig. <laughs> What are you laughing at? I'm laughing because this is, it's always awkward, I think, at the beginning. Well, because we, weird. most shows probably have like a a way that they get into it. Intro. Like a real, yeah. We just appear. We just don't. We just appear giggling. That is true. I And every time I say I'm going to stop giggling and every time I don't. But why do you want to stop giggling? I don't know. To sound more professional. People would kill to giggle as much as we giggle. I guess. Do, are, do we talk about uh, what we're talking about? 
Did we introduce the documentary that we're talking about today? Yeah. I'm dying to talk to you about this. I mean, this is your, this is exactly what you were saying. You like gritty, uh-huh. twists and turns. Yep. Yep. You don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. And I am telling you, I was screaming at my TV <laughs> when I was watching this. I was screaming. Was Babo watching it with you? Babo was watching it, and he was um, checking his emails, which is really annoying. I don't like it when I'm watching something, and the person next to me is, like, liking their Instagram pictures. And it's like, okay, either watch it 100% or go in the garage. We don't have a garage. but You don't have a garage? No. The people that lived here before uh, turned it into a, a little TV room. Right. So you have a garage. No, I mean, we can't park a car in there. Right, but you have a garage. Well, it's not called a garage anymore. And why would you need to park a car in a garage? Doesn't Bobby drive a minivan full of dog hair? He does. And by the way, (laughs) the minivan, I just found out today, the window doesn't roll up. Of course. And it's about to rain. Classic Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess I don't care if he doesn't care. What do I care if his minivan gets moldy yeah it already is right no it's disgusting i I won't even go in there okay listen let's get to the imposter okay i'm gonna tell everyone about this movie since this is my style of Mm -hmm. gritty twisty turny the imposter Mm -hmm. is a 2012 british american documentary directed by bart layton Using interviews, newsreel footage, and dramatic reenactments, the film follows the 1997 case of the serial French imposter Frederick Bourdain. Is that what it would be? That sounds good. I think so. Bourdain, Mm. who assumes the identity of a missing Texas boy named Nicholas Barclay. Is it Barclay? Why am I having... Barclay? I don't know. You're really, you're concerned about where the, the emphasis lies. Don't worry about it. Who, is, who assumes the identity of a missing Texas boy named Nicholas Barclay? The imposter mm-hmm. premiered at Sundance. Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember if it's Barclay or Barclay, but then I'm also thinking, what am I worried this family's going to hunt me down and say you mispronounced our... <laughs> name listen if this family hunts you down i am scared for your safety let me just it feels like a family that would hunt me down am i giving too much away well this is the time listeners or actually it's they're a family that wouldn't hunt me down this is a family watching tv yeah i mean we don't know this family i don't know here's what happens in the in the film right okay so it opens with this guy I thought the the filmmaker did such a good job on this because when you first meet this guy Frederick, uh-huh. you know the the imposter. Yes, he seems quite um, lovable. Am I crazy? Yes. <laughs> I mean, he seems like you want to lovable. How? Well, it sounded like he really just wanted to be loved in this world. Mm-hmm. And he thought this was a crazy idea, but he was just going to go for it because maybe. Well, how can somebody be so lovable and then yet looking for someone to love him? He must not be that lovable, right? Whoa. 
Interesting. That's like a very philosophical, oh, if you were lovable, somebody would already love you. Well, if if not somebody, numerous bodies. If you're so Whoa. lovable, then he would not be on this mission. Well, clearly, once again, if you haven't seen it and you want to see the twists and turns, pause now. Because we have to tell you what happened. <laughs> there is not a single person. <laughs> there will never, there has never been, and there will never be. You need to move they on will. from this whole bill. No, I want no. a listener to to let me know that you do pause it sometimes. If I say this is it, I want to hear that you actually did pause it. If you're this, out there. These people don't exist. Our listeners are tuned in for very different. This is not, our listeners are not doing the New York Times crossword puzzles. They're not listening to NPR. They are listening for just a release okay just for pure entertainment not even infotainment you're not going to get any new information on this and they know that that's what you're saying there's no detective listening there's no nobody doing research there's nobody doing that's research right. nobody's hoping like, to learn oh, 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 anything hold on let me press <laughs> let me press pause let me nobody, hold on nobody. i feel like they're getting to the good stuff and i don't want anything revealed yet Nobody thinks they're going to learn anything. One thing new. And okay. All right. So this guy lives in Spain. Mm-hmm. He has a very thick French accent. Yes. He's got dark hair and brown eyes. His name is Frederick. And he sees that. He has a dark complexion even. Yes. And uh, whiskers. <laughs> I mean, he's he's 23 years old, Can I this just, guy. I'm sorry, but the word whiskers just reminded me of something (laughs) you said and he has whiskers which made me think of cat whiskers okay oh and when would just hear me out when i was little i Mm. drew a picture Mm -mm. of my stepfather and i showed it to my mother and she said tig this is great why don't you draw whiskers on him and then give it to <laughs> give it to Rick. I see where I see where this is headed. <laughs> and I remember taking a beat and thinking, draw whiskers on him. That's weird. But I went hmm, okay. And then I drew these big cat whiskers on <laughs> this drawing that I had spent so much time doing of my stepfather. And then I presented it to him. Ah, and was he like, wow, nailed it. Well, then the question came up, why does he have whiskers? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, so it's hard for you to imagine men's facial hair as whiskers is what I'm getting. Well, you want me to just say stubble? I can say uh, five o'clock shadow. Yeah, that's a little better because I'm I'm a cat. I'm a cat person. So you say whiskers, and yeah, I yeah, you just imagine a, a man with like six whiskers mm-hmm. going straight out that's horizontally. Yep. Okay, okay. So Frederick had five o'clock shadow. Thank you. He's dark hair, uh, brown eyes, long tail, thick, thick, furry tail. Jackson, <laughs> no, no, and he calls. And says, hey, I have information about the missing boy 
from Texas. As a matter of fact, I have him here. And they said, great, let's reunite him with his family. So then we go to this little town in Texas Mm -hmm. and meet Nicholas's family, the boy who had had disappeared. The missing boy. So this is three years later. Mm -hmm. He was declared missing when he was 13, so now he should be 16. Yeah, which, I mean, to be fair, if your child is missing, even for one minute, if you turn your back and you don't know where your kid is, it is terrifying. I cannot... Uh, I can't. I, no, I, I can't cannot, imagine. and and do not even like Mm-mm. to think for a second Mm-mm. what people go through when mm-hmm. they are. No, no, I can't. I can't imagine it. And you're hoping and praying, and you can't wait to see this person. And and Nicholas, the the thirteen year old, had blonde hair and blue eyes. Yes, very different look. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like me and you. You have blonde hair, blue eyes. It would be like if you showed up to my family. <laughs> You showed up to my family. And I said, it's me, Cheryl. You said, hey, guys, I'm back. And they were like, huh. Or if you, let's say you couldn't go home for Christmas one year. And I said, Cheryl, yeah, I'll just go. You know, I'm, yeah. I, Stephanie took the kids wherever she took them. And yeah. I'm, you know, I'll just, I'll just go. In you fact, go represent. I'll dye my hair the best I can blonde, just a home mm-hmm. dye kit, mm-hmm. which is what this imposter guy did. Frederick. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but he also looked at pictures of Nicholas. And this was uh, this was one of those moments in the documentary where I was like, wait a second, what? Uh, he had three tattoos. Uh-huh. It seems like a lot for a 13-year-old, but I'm not judging. I'm just saying, commenting, oh, that seems like a lot of tattoos for a 13 but so then Frederick gets somebody to give him the three tattoos. And I guess they're like poking, poking sticks. Is that what they're called? Like the homemade tattoos? What are they called? Poking poke stick? Sticks? Stick and poke? I don't know. Stick and poke? I don't run with that crowd. You know, you give yourself a tattoo. Oh. <laughs> stick and poke? Stick and poke? Stick I don't think poke. it matters. Just like, is it Barclay or Barclay? You know, well, this might be the one thing that people are learning today is that there is this you can do a homemade tattoo called a stick and poke, a pick and poke, a stick and poke. So, okay, so now let's go to Texas for a second, okay, mm-hmm. and, and meet the family. Mm-hmm. And just to paint the picture, a small town in Texas outside of um, San Antonio, right? I had no idea, I think it was. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I believe you. Why would you lie about it? And they they strike me as the type of people that probably have not uh, traveled that much. So their world is uh, very, um, you know, local. <laughs> and I always say that's because... We're a local family. We have not traveled that much. Let's listen to Nick's sister. So Nick's sister, Carrie... They, you know, to be honest, yeah, they seem like maybe... They couldn't afford to watch Happy Days. That, first of all, I take that slightly as an insult, but also slightly as a compliment. So, why do you take uh, it as a compliment? (laughs) How on earth do you take that as a compliment? Please. that you understand that, no, no you're that you're you're searching to be complimented because that was in no way a compliment Cheryl I feel like you understand the struggle 
Mm-hmm. And you recognize the struggle with this family. Okay. And somehow that compliments you? Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so Carrie, Nick's sister, is going to go get Nick in Spain. Mm-hmm. And let's just listen to Carrie for a second. Bewildered? You know, Spain? Isn't that like across the country? Um, how did he get there? You, you, want, you have like 100,000 questions that you want answered immediately. Did she say Spain was across the country? Yes, that, that's right. Well, to be fair, it, Spain is across the country. It is across the country. It's across Yeah, if you go across countries. this country. And keep on going. You swim. You swim. And then you, and then you cross some more. Yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, it is across this country. And the reason why that's so important is because when Carrie sees Nick, Nick, I'm doing it in air quotes, but nobody can see that but you. Uh, when she sees Nick for the first time, she assumes that he's so different because he's been in Spain. It is. <laughs> I mean, it. it's when she's reunited with him and he's got the the five o'clock shadow and the brown eyes and the bleach blonde hair and a different face different and body everything everything and he's he was wearing a hat really low down and sunglasses and, and i felt hoodie. like he also had a scarf or something that he was pulling yeah, up over his was... mouth too So the only thing really revealed was his top lip and his nostrils. And she just went running to Nicholas. But of course, I do not know, thankfully, what it is like to have a missing loved one. Oh, my God. And so maybe I would, too. But I feel like my gut tells me I would be a little hesitant and slow yeah and just want to check check them out i would want to check them out head to toe like are you okay can i see your start at your scalp and yeah i'll work my way down and i want to know everything that's happened to you and are you okay Mm -hmm. but carrie seemed okay with it Mm -hmm. no questions asked basically no questions asked and she showed him some pictures of the family and then when he went to immigration to get a passport they showed the pictures and said do you know these people and he named all the people and they said all right get get going to america uh-huh and then they got on a plane and then the thing that you know drew me to frederick was he was like i was so scared and I was scared about meeting the family, and I was worried that they were going to hate me and arrest me or kill me. And I was really hoping that the plane would crash. And that drew you to him. Well, it was like, wow. It made me feel like he knows that it's a crazy, this is crazy. Yeah. Because I was worried that he, he just didn't know that it was a crazy idea, but he knew it was a crazy idea, right? His behavior was so off the charts, so you're left thinking, this guy is nuts. And then he would share certain concerns, as you're saying, that would make him seem normal. And like he's able to access normal emotions and thoughts. Right. And he he just wanted to be loved. 
Right. I know. I keep saying it. I'll say through, through the whole thing. I know you hesitate and you want to like uh, yell at me or something. I just didn't feel like he was lovable. I felt like he was fascinating. You weren't drawn to him? Like, oh, well, your heart your heart wasn't like, oh, God, this guy. No, I was no. thinking. Because what he was doing was so nuts. Yeah, I was thinking more of, oh, this family. I the the fact that I know, my God. you would toy with anybody in this manner seemed so unforgivable no matter how much you wanted to be loved i was more on the family side of oh man don't right. do that to these people that is brutal yeah that's yeah. so not nice yeah do you want to hear um frederick speak the imposter uh, this is Frederick, so just remember, so this is supposed to be a uh, 16-year-old boy from Texas. From as long as I remember, I wanted to be someone else, someone who was acceptable. The most important thing for me, and what I learned very fast, was to be convincing. When the police arrive, I have immediately to put into their mind that they have a kid in front of them, not an adult. So it was very important for me to behave like one. Watching that clip, no, I didn't find him lovable. I felt like he also felt like somebody that would kill you in your sleep. I mean, that's what's fascinating about this film because it, it definitely goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. Because there are times you watch him and you feel like, oh, my God, he's just a broken man who's nutballs. And then there's time when you're like, oh, my God, is he going to kill somebody? Yeah. He feels capable of anything. Yeah. Not lovable. Okay. But, uh, but likable? Fascinating. I found him, I found him, I was fascinated by him. He feels like a character study. Okay, a character study. I'll mm -hmm. agree with you on that. Um, so they get back to, uh, Texas and then the whole family comes. Were you watching this and you were like, okay, now it's, now the, it's really up. The jig? The jig yeah. is really up. What does that even mean? The jig? Isn't that a dance? Yeah. The jig is up. The jig is up? The jig is up. The dance is over? The, the dance, dance is over. The dance has finally ended. I'm just trying to figure out what it translates to. Do you know how to do the jig? I don't know that it's a specific uh, move. Why? Do you know how to do the jig? No, but I've just, I've heard of the jig my whole life. Other than the jig is up, or is it like... Let me see you do the jig. Nobody says that to you. Yeah, do the jig. Haven't you heard that? Do mm -mm. the jig. Nope. Yes. <laughs> is, this a, is this a Mississippi thing? I don't know. I would be surprised uh, that it's not a Florida thing. I mean, don't act like you're holier than thou <laughs> just because, just because <laughs> you're my, from Orlando. My family, didn't, my family didn't jig on a Saturday night. The jig. The jig is like when they couldn't. It's like a country. Afford it's like a country. Fonzie, <laughs> you you are never gonna let me live that down. No, I am just blown away that you were too poor for Fonzie. But um, I mean, you just referenced the jig as a dance. Well, I was trying to figure out what the jig so is. So you up. must have some understanding, right? I don't know that I've ever heard it other than somebody saying the jig is up. Oh. I've heard people saying, "What do they say?" You know, yeah, do the jig. Nope. No, no, <laughs> do the jig. <laughs> Nobody's ever. That is, no, it is. I'm gonna. Nobody Google. has ever gone up to you on a Saturday night and said, "Do the jig." Oh, that that's not true. I've just looked it up. What does it say? 
And people are dancing. They're doing the That's jig. Not true. The now jig you're trying dance. to make me Google something in the middle of our podcast, and I'm not going to do it. Jig is an old term for a lively dance, and in the Elizabeth in the deep south. Yes, in the deep south, in the Elizabethan area, area era. <laughs> yes, in the Elizabethan area, area <laughs> era. The word also became slang for a practical joke or a trick. Oh, so. uh, that makes so much more sense than the dance is over. Is that the practical joke is over? <laughs> the, the joke is over. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. The the practical joke is over. They should have just said that. The jig is up. It's a form of lively folk dance in compound meter. It's like a... You know what I mean? Go on. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It's not like a waltz. It's a like a dance around on your front. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. On porch. Okay, we listen. The jig is up. The joke is over. All of the family members come to meet him, and they were all... Sold. <laughs> Yep, there he is. No questions asked. Sunglasses, grown His man, mom. hat down, beard. There's our His little mom. boy. His mom knew I mean, right away that was her boy. That's her flesh and blood. Were you shocked? Of course, I was shocked. How was that possible? It was a great. It was a handful of people. And you know, I don't mean to project onto strangers what I would do or my family would do. Right. But the casualness, very casual, of your loved one returning after three years, and they even said, you know, I didn't want to make him uncomfortable or scare right. him, so I, right. I just, uh, it's like right. I'm sorry, but I would spook the hell mm-hmm. out of my child and grab them. And I'll, and I thought we will deal with this trauma later if yeah. I'm the this be can't like be the biggest hug. problem. Right. Yeah, this cannot be the biggest issue he's gone through in the past three years. So here's here's mama coming at you. <laughs> That's what I would do. Is that what you would say to your son? Yeah, if I had Here's mama coming three, at you. Here comes mama. 
Oh. <laughs> but it also goes to make room for Mama. Oh, That's my geez. new sitcom. <laughs> no, you make... have you have so many shows out right now. Do I? Oh, this is a sitcom. Well, I guess just specials. Uh, hey, girl. Oh, no. right. Talk to the hand. Talk to the hand. And here comes Mama. Make room yeah. for Mama. <laughs> no, that was a sitcom. Make room for Mama. Make room for Mama. I think it was. I didn't watch that. You had the money to watch Make Room for Mama, but you couldn't afford Fonzie. <laughs> well, Make Room for Mama was like in the late 80s or something. That I think. wasn't a no. show? Make Room for Mama? <laughs> you were the only viewer. In my mind, Similar to show. our sitcom we were on in the motherhood. <laughs> There's got to be uh, something that was similar to it then. Like, here comes Mama. And that's what you said. That's the name of your show. No, Make Room for Mama. Make Room for Mama. Coming in for a hug. Make Room for Mama. Oh, Jesus. I would be terrified if I was a boy returning home and my mom came at me like that. <laughs> Make Room for Mama. <laughs> Coming in. I'm going to need some elbow room. Got to get to my boy. Um, One time... I don't know if it was me or Stephanie that when we had gone to bed <laughs> said, genuinely said, I'm a rollover. Like you announced it before? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a roll rollover. Yeah. Like an old man. Like that... an old person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm coming over. That's so sexy. I'm a rollover. <laughs> <laughs> we had a good cackle about it. And still to this day, when either of us <laughs> roll over in you announce we it? announce i'm gonna roll over <laughs> i'm gonna roll over now any hoodles oh. where were we we were okay he gets home the family's like hey great good to see you again we're glad you're back this part i found pretty funny too is i felt like frederick the imposter he was a little disappointed with where he ended up when he was like <laughs> He said, I was coming to America. I thought it was going to be big buildings and beautiful. And I wake up and they show kind of, you know. You're not known for your accents, right? No. Okay. That's not what I'm known for. But I wanted to let you know that he speaks with an accent. So so it, it was effective. You knew it was Frederick speaking. Yeah. He did not wake up in, in New York a, City. a picturesque. No, mm -hmm. no. Fifth it Avenue. Was, it was a sparse bit of mm. property out of the window. Maybe a, yeah. a wheelbarrow. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe it's time for a garage sale type of vibe. Or maybe someone had a garage sale in the yard and never cleaned it up. Yeah, which I also get because that is the worst part of a garage sale. You know what I've always wanted to do is drive around on Saturday or Sunday morning when there's garage sales and rent a U-Haul and just pull up to every garage sale and say, how much for everything? Oh, my God. They would be so happy. Oh, but would you be kidding? No, I'd really I just... I feel like at that point you have to do it. Of course, I would do it. Just go get a bunch of cash out of the bank and just say, how much for everything? Like how much cash, though? 5000 Well... I don't know. I don't think it would be... I wouldn't go to actually every garage sale in Los hmm. Angeles, but, you know, hit a few. Maybe get a grand out 
and just go buy everyone's junk. That sounds hideous. That sounds so fun. I mean, it sounds fun if you're the person having the garage sale. Or do you think they'd be disappointed like, oh, my God, we just put 500 stickers on all this crap. 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars. And then you just come and buy everything. It's like it's (laughs) over in two seconds. No, they'd be thrilled. Have you had a garage sale? I've had one where the people show up before the sale starts knocking on the door wanting to buy electronics. Yes. Yeah. It's like step back. I had a garage sale. um, Recently, right? Well, it wasn't that recently, but I did have a garage sale and there was a brand new wallet that I was selling. It was marked for $5, which was a very reasonable very reasonable price and this lady was like i will give you two and i said nope it's a hard five (laughs) and she's like i will give you three and i said listen it's a brand new wallet it's i'm sticking at five and she and you're like listen it has a five dollar bill in it it (laughs) is five dollars and she and her husband walked away and she goes that's the lady from curb your enthusiasm She's like, no, no. And I go, no, no, I get it. No, no, just just take it. She's like, no, I don't want your wallet. Next time you feel like you need a garage sale, just tell me and I'll give you 200 bucks. Oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I uh, then I realized what? yeah, I can't have a, I can't have a garage sale anymore. It's too embarrassing. If somebody I... if you're if you're haggling, <laughs> which is the whole point of a garage sale, and then somebody's like, "Aren't you on that show?" and it's like, "Oh, sh- shoot." Yeah. That's all the more reason to have a garage sale or yard sale. <laughs> well, you can't have a garage sale because you don't even have a garage. That's true. But to have a yard sale, it would be so mm. fun for people to walk up and be confused <laughs> why Why you're I'm selling all my hangers. Ha- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, why is I- she selling all her hangers for 75 cents? Like, do you need 75 cents or you just love sitting outside for <laughs> Do you need 75 cents? <laughs> I I had a yard sale when I lived in Venice. Actually, yeah, I think when I knew you. And this crazy person came up and wouldn't leave. And I was sitting oh. at my little table with my, my roommate. Mm-hmm. What What's that? With all your change. Because you have to make a lot of change at the yeah. garage sales. That's hard, too. Yeah, with my little tin of change. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, you're right. The, the fun of it is haggling with people and, um, and then you go buy a pizza with your friends or roommates, (laughs) but this lunatic wouldn't leave and something came over me and I just randomly said, all right, scram clown. And he, (laughs) it shocked him. And and it like it was that out crazy and crazy. Oh no. 
you know, I, I knew I had to do something. Yeah, you had to, to get... out crazy him. Yeah, and I out crazy him. It, it startled him, and he, and he like, <laughs> blah, 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 and he like kept walking. And my roommate Chris laughed so hard, and I I had never said that in my life, uh, but it's just what came over me. All right, scram, clown, and he was gone. It's very similar to here comes mama. Your here comes mama. No, voice. it's make room, <laughs> make for, room for mama. mama. Make room for mama. Scram, clown. Hey, scram, clown. <laughs> I'm going to roll over. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's I'm a. I'm a roll over. I'm a roll over. Yeah. Uh, Make room for mama. I'm a roll over. <laughs> scram, clown. <laughs> That's your one woman show off Broadway. Um. Okay. So back to Nicholas and Frederick. We have... Listen, there's so much to cover, and we're not we're not really do, doing this a we'll get there. favor. So there is a woman from the FBI mm-hmm. who's like, let me just follow up with Nicholas and make sure everybody's okay. Mm-hmm. And she meets him, and she's like, huh, it's kind of weird that he has brown eyes and, um, I'm not going to say whiskers, uh, beard-ish. And he goes into great detail about what happened, how he was abducted what they did to him and it was the military operation and they put drops in his eyes to change color and they wouldn't mm-hmm. let him speak english that's why he has such a thick accent and wait a minute i didn't even know that was something where i thought you can put drops in your eyes and change your eye color no, i think he made that up but it was you know oh. like out of oh. james bond movie or something oh okay all right i mean i don't know but i mean it, you probably can because you know I don't want Latisse to get mad at me. You know that stuff called Latisse that can make your eye eyelashes grow? No. <laughs> well, there's a medication called Latisse, and you put it on your eyelash line, and your eyelashes grow. But one of the side effects is it can give you, if you have light-colored eyes, it can give you brown speckles. Oh, well, it's worth it. <laughs> what I'm saying? Did you do it? I, of course I did it. <laughs> you did? Yes, I've done it a lot because I want I want long eyelashes. Well, why don't you can't you put eyelashes in your eyelashes? Yeah, to make them but, longer. But not every day. Nobody's doing that every day. But the point is, if Latisse can give you uh, brown specks, then maybe there is something out there that would maybe if you put it directly into your eyeball, it would change your. So is that what happened to your eyes? Is that why they look speckly? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. Is that what happened to you? But don't my eyelashes look amazing? Um, so Nancy, she's uh, she doesn't know if he's a great actor or if he's just this guy that was abused mm-hmm. in a lot of ways to be able to recall the details of these situations. Yes. But either way, she was checking into it. Oh, and then here comes the PI, the private investigator from Hard Copy. Yeah. The guy with the... Um... Suspenders. <laughs> how come all the, how come all the investigators and sheriffs they all they like to love to dress the part, don't they? Yeah, it's so funny because they just seem like little children mm-hmm. when they do that when they dress the part. Yeah, and so you're looking at this elderly man uh-huh. in his little detective suspenders, uh-huh. and you just think, oh, oh, he's trying. And then he was watching the interview 
with uh, Frederick, and he noticed his ear. Mm-hmm. And then he saw a picture of the real Nicholas, and he noticed that they were different ears. Yes. And he said to himself, now this is a real case. <laughs> he said to himself. <laughs> because <laughs> what has he been working real. on? What has he been working on up until this moment? <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder, oh, Charlie. Finally, <laughs> yes. finally a real case. He He's a probably case. been locating, you know, runaway dogs and uh, somebody toilet papering a yard. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably been that. And now he, now he's not letting go of this bone. Uh uh-uh. uh. He's got it, and he's going to expose some people. And then uh, they took Frederick to talk to Bruce Perry, who was, I think he was like a psychiatrist or psychologist, some sort of doctor. Yeah. And he interviewed him. To help with his trauma of, you know, everything that he had gone through. And this guy, finally, somebody. (laughs) It's like, I've never seen this guy in my life, but he's a grown man with a beard. He's not a small blonde child. And he's I, not I, I, from you know. America. He's like, I and don't know also, how to tell any of you this. I'm but not. He is not <laughs> from America. I'm not even a genius. And I can tell you, <laughs> ma'am, this is not your child. <laughs> and people, people were. We're stunned. They were, they were like, wow. Okay. Yeah. That actually. I think you're right. I don't think he is from America. Maybe. So now the FBI, the FBI woman, Nancy, calls the sister, calls Carrie, and says, hey, we're bringing this guy back, Frederick. He's not your brother. I don't know how to tell you this, but he's not your brother. But we're, we're coming back to your town. And she was shocked to find it out. The FBI. But then she, we no, which, the sister. Oh. Yeah, she was shocked on the phone. But then, and then, and Nancy said, "Listen, we're we're landing, but don't come to the airport. I'll take care of Frederick. I got it from here, because mm-hmm. this guy might be dangerous." Mm-hmm. And then, what happened? She just uh, continued pretending like that was her brother. <laughs> she showed up at the <laughs> airport to get him, and they even though they and got into a car together. <laughs> And she took him Even back home. Even though she had been told this is a bearded grown man from another country. He is for sure not your little baby blonde brother. And again, to reference back to earlier, this is only three years later. You don't just become <laughs> a, completely a grown man from Spain. You don't, you don't, when you're 13... You don't, at 14, 15, and 16, grow into a bearded man from Spain. That's not what happens. And so now they now, now the FBI is like, let's get your DNA. And the mom was like, no, no, don't touch me. I'm not giving you a blood sample. And now the FBI, now it's getting even weirder because it's like, what's happening? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why do they want... Why would any of them want a grown man <laughs> from Spain living in your son's bedroom? It was bizarre. And at this point, I would be like, hey, grown man from Spain. <laughs> hey, 
out you go. Hey, Spanish Hey, Frenchman. grown man from Spain. The jig is up. The jig is up. The dance is over. And you yeah. need to go back to Spain. Yeah. Let's get you a plane ticket to go home, grown man from Spain. <laughs> um, I'm happy to make you some breakfast. I don't want you to kill my family. They were not. They were uh, not scared. But grown man from Spain. Please. Needs to get. It's time to go. Yeah, it is time to go, grown man from Spain. And so now they have his <laughs> fingerprint, and now they they realize, oh, shit, this guy is named Frederick Bourdin. Bourdin? <laughs> it is harder to Does say. Does it matter? <laughs> Nothing matters. <laughs> Keep that in mind always. It's liberating. It is liberating. liberating. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. He's been doing this for a long time. He's been impersonating children. Uh, uh, Like, I mean, it seemed like 50 times or something. I feel like this family, I feel like if I put a bonnet on my head and had no shirt, no shoes on, and put a big diaper with huge safety pins in... And toddled over to their house with a rattle in my hand and said, gaga goo goo. They would say, they would all gather around the little baby. I mean, Aww, look at it, this it, lost it, baby. Look at our baby. Gaga goo goo. I, I need a place to live. Boo, 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 boo. And they would bring me inside. And they would bring you in. I mean, they'd change my diaper and they'd rock me to sleep. And they'd send you to school. And, and she would breastfeed me. Ugh. Oh, okay. You took it too oh, far. Oh, okay. I ruined far. everything. You okay. really you just right. took it too far. Oh, my gosh. Gaga, goo, goo. Quiet, <laughs> quiet, baby Sally. You're going to wake up the grown man from Spain <laughs> sleeping in the other room. You're going to wake up the Spanish Frenchman. Um, so, okay, they find out he... he. Oh, he's oh, from France. He's from France. Well, his he was living in Spain, but his accent is French. Right, right. Okay, but just to circle back to Charlie for a second, the PI, who's like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Why... Would they n- go and pick him up knowing that's not their son? And then he thinks, oh, I know why. Because they probably killed him or did something awful to him. And they don't want anyone to know. So now if this guy is saying. Yeah, they're just like, fine. Welcome home. Oh, this was the other part. And then and then we'll wrap it up. The other part that really. Don't I tell love- me when we'll wrap it up. <laughs> what if I want to keep going a little longer? Well, I think people have chores to do. They've got nobody's work to got do. anything to do. Nobody, no, we do not attract a busy group. We do not. <laughs> that's not. <laughs> they do. No. They have jobs. This is no, not their only thing got to got anything do. Going, is no, no. This. Every I, I've read the reviews. People <laughs> wait all week for this. They have nothing going on. That doesn't mean they have nothing going on. They have. Things. Yes, they've it got does. kids. They've got no, jobs. not they've a got- thing. Um, Listen, I, I want to ask you, when they mm. suggested that possibly this family killed this child, mm-hmm. which I hope nobody killed this child. I hope this child ran away mm-hmm. to some other family mm-hmm. and is living mm-hmm. and thriving. Yes. Like, 
Best case scenario. Yes. Okay. But it never dawned on me when I was watching this until they said that. It never dawned on me that this family maybe killed them. Did it dawn on you? No, not really. But I kept wondering, why would all of them say, yeah, that's that's Nicholas? I just assumed it was, you're so desperate to see your loved one that you could morph... You just want it so badly. You want yeah, it so you can, badly. It's like relationships that aren't good. And you, you see what you want to see. And But, uh, but it, it's weird to me that it was a whole family. I could see one person doing that and the other, the rest of the family, like, look, Tig. I know you want it's this. It's an old huh? man. It's a grown <laughs> man. It's not who you think it is. That's not a baby. <laughs> That's not a little tiny baby. That's not a newborn. That's a old lesbian. I mean, my sister would be like, "Look, I know you want this, but it is that's not Who, Dr. Doctor Becky Hines. She would pull me aside and she'd say, "Cut mm-hmm. it out. That guy's twenty three with a beard. It's not." <laughs> and she and she would not put up with it for one second. Not one second. She would not for one second go along with it. She would not. She would be like, uh-uh, uh-uh. Take off your but she's hoodie. a doctor. She's a doctor. You're you're a crazy actress in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> of course you think that's a newborn baby or your little brother. The, Dr. Becky Hines got an education. She is a doctor, okay? I'm saying somebody in that family, there wasn't one person in that family that said, hey, Hey. They haven't traveled the world. Well, that was part of it, too. They were like... They think Spain is across the country, all the way across the country. They didn't know what happened to him when he traveled. I think that was part of the thing that threw them off. He traveled, and they didn't know what happened to him when he was gone. Mm-hmm. But then when Charlie said, hey, what's up with this family? Why are they okay with this? And then, oh, friggin' what's-his-name, Frederick... I mean, I don't like him. I know you think that I like him, but I don't. No, you think he's lovable. No, and now I, at, it's, the at the end of the show, you're like, oh, what's his name? <laughs> at the beginning. It's I, lovable Frederick. I thought that there were moments where it was like, oh, this poor guy just wants to be loved. But uh, what was I saying? Lovable. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but when he when he heard that Charlie said, hey, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Why did they want this guy then frederick said yeah i'll tell you why because the mom told me that she killed him and that's why they came and got me and now there was a investigation going on and charlie was really gonna solve it single-handedly and showed up at (laughs) with a shovel for the best part of this documentary can I tell you the best part of this documentary? He shows up at the guy's house. So now this guy lives in this house that where he, Charlie, thinks this crime was committed. And he says, hey, can we go? With a shovel. With one shovel. And he says, can we go dig up your backyard just to see? With a shovel. If there's anything. And then cut to the guy who owns the house. He's like digging the deepest hole. And Charlie's just standing there. Cheryl, no one can understand you. Nobody can understand a single word you're saying. Let's take a deep breath. I know we're all excited to get to the climax. Charlie. But what? 
Charlie, yes. you've got two, and the guy who owns the house is the one doing all the digging. And Charlie is just <laughs> standing there watching this guy dig up his own backyard. I mean, <laughs> only to a... find nothing. Only to find nothing. <laughs> only to so find Charlie nothing. swung by with a shovel and put this man to task. <laughs> They put him to work in his own backyard, uh, digging up nothing. dirt. And then, uh, okay, well, we'll just tell you how it ends. Uh, no, 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 don't spill the beans. <laughs> don't, don't. We don't want to ruin it. Don't spill the beans. Oh, gosh. It always ends up like this. Uh He's arrested. He was arrested and, oh, <laughs> spent six years in prison and now is married with kids. Oof. It feels like he should have had more than six years. Mm-hmm. That did yeah. not seem like enough. Mm-mm. He was really nuts. And then you saw sort of his true colors at the end, like dancing around to Michael Jackson with his, it seemed like a permed mullet haircut. <laughs> that what you got <laughs> listen he's clearly good at hairdos he dyed his own hair and then he went and cut himself a mullet and, mm-hmm. and permed, permed it. it he seemed insane, insane when he was dancing to michael J. like insane cuckoo birds. and i just want to say if mm-hmm. his wife is listening dm me will you contact us yeah we have need to talk because to i don't know if she has seen the end of that documentary or any of it she could not have watched this documentary before she married him there's no way i mean does she not know <laughs> does she does she think he's somebody else if you know his wife yeah. Can you contact her and tell her to get in touch with yeah. us? Because we have a clip to show her. And that is Frederick <laughs> dancing with a perm, a mullet perm to Michael Jackson. And it looks like if you got in his way, he, he would stab you. This guy, and he would bury you in uh, that man's hole that he get- dug. <laughs> He, I mean, he's really, yeah, he really has issues. All right, Tig. I can't believe we spilled the beans. <laughs> no, because whoever didn't want to know paused it a long time ago. That's why I felt fine about it, because we, we said up front. Are okay. you ready for some happily ever thoughts where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary? Well, it's actually called happily ever after thoughts, oh, not happily balls. ever thoughts. Happily ever after thoughts. I'm ready. Did you cry at all? <laughs> I did not cry. Um, did you scream at the TV? Um, I mean, I screamed at the TV. I could not believe what I was watching. Well, here's the thing. I watch everything on my laptop in bed mm. right before I go to sleep. So mm. TV, no. Laptop, mm. No, I, I'm not. I'm not a, a verbal screamer. Unless uh, Stephanie's not here with me, um, she's quarantined, so we are not together right now. So I'm not sitting alone in bed going, "Oh no, you didn't." Oh, but I do. I do that. 
Even if you were by yourself? Yeah, because Bobby would, came and went. He wasn't uh, watching it. But I, How yeah. How is he I, not sucked into this? I don't, he was doing something. I guess there was something really important that he had to do. But he did. Clearly not vacuuming out his minivan. No, that is low, low on the list. Um, were you, <laughs> were you? I don't even want to ask this question. <laughs> yeah. Was there one person? Go on. <laughs> See, if anyone's listening to this show and thinks for a second that this is a legitimate review podcast, if you've held in there for an hour thinking, what terrible reviewers these two are. Yeah. When you get to happily ever after thoughts, this uh, reveals that this is this, not this a legitimate. No. Okay. What were you going to ask me? Was there anybody in this documentary that... You were attracted to. (laughs) (laughs) Was there anyone? (laughs) You know, oddly, this is the one podcast, I think, the one episode where we haven't naturally started discussing who we were attracted Attracted to or not. Um, Yes, there was somebody I was very attracted to. Oh, me too. Um, I was kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who were you attracted to? Who were you attracted to? Oh, I know who you were attracted to. You do? Who? The brother-in-law or whatever. No. Had... Are you kidding? No. I don't know. I was attracted to the doctor who was like, hey, guys, this is, this is a, French, <laughs> a Frenchman from a different country. But he was cute. And he was reasonable, and that was attractive to me. Yes, in this situation, I guess he does <laughs> seem like a sex symbol. <laughs> the doctor that says, hey, cuckoo birds, this is a grown man, a grown French man from Spain. Oh, gosh. Oh, my um, Was I attracted? Okay. I would say, no, I wasn't attracted to mom. anyone. <laughs> Yeah, you've seen Stephanie. Obviously, the mom is my taste. Mr. <laughs> oh, geez. There wasn't oh, anyone that I was attracted to, but honestly... If you had to do it with somebody, you'd do it with the doctor. If I had to make national headlines... <laughs> if I had to make national headlines with one person in this documentary... I would say... <laughs> Wait, wait a second. Our producer is holding <laughs> holding up a, a picture, picture of, the, of the, the guy you're attracted to. <laughs> I would say, actually, for me, it was the brother-in-law. Oh. With the short sleeves. The one that came in and looked at him and said, and he knew it wasn't his, his, wait, the one with the dark, the one with the sort of long hair. Kind like of longish hair. hair. Yeah, okay, with the short it. sleeves. Yeah, he was nice. <laughs> he seemed nice. <laughs> this guy. Oh, <laughs> I mean, he has Partridge family hair. I mean, he, he has like Keith Partridge hair. Pete Partridge? Keith Partridge from the Partridge family. I'm sorry, I don't know him by name. I was watching Sanford and Son. <laughs> <laughs> but... I don't need you to pull attitude with me about Keith Partridge. Wasn't his name Keith Partridge? Or was it David? Well, no, his real name is David. David. 
Mm. Either mm-hmm. way, I was more of a doesn't matter Sanford and Son kind of gal. One of our okay. sons, I can't remember who, hums what sounds like the Sanford and Son theme song. And Stephanie and I wow. don't know how he could possibly know or be familiar with Sanford and Son. But that you know, is crazy. I, I don't think it's really Sanford and Son, but it sounds oh. a lot like it. Has he done it again, or is it was that a oh, once in a lifetime? Oh, all the time. No, all it's his little theme oh, song in life. Oh, you have to life. record it. When oh he's, my God. you have to record it. Okay, yeah. When he's building Legos, he hums the Sanford and Son. Sanford and Son theme song. Yeah. Uh, okay. Before we go, how about a little true fan mail? Mm, I would like that. Great. Then it's time for true fan mail. We have a review from Margaret mm-hmm. titled 80 and listening happily to your drive. What does that mean? Is that right? <laughs> Our drivel. Oh, drivel. I thought it said drive with an exclamation point. <laughs> I was like, Margaret, how are you listening to my drive? All right. 80 and listening happily to your drivel. Margaret writes, hey, wait a minute. I'm 80 and have been listening to every babble since you started potting this thing. Apparently, you have strange apprehensions about what you're going to be like when older. You'll still be a hoot and willing to be laughed at. I've been me since I was three. Love you both and each. Thank you, Margaret. Well, that's nice. Oh, God. I love Margaret. I mean. I love Margaret, too. But is drivel, uh, I mean, is it a compliment? Um, it doesn't matter. Um, I love that she's 80 and listening. That made me really happy. All right. Uh, thank you, Margaret. Thanks for writing mm-hmm. in. And, uh, and That was great. Thank you for everyone who writes in. We really, really do love reading your messages and comments and reviews. Yep. Mm-hmm. Please review us. Please subscribe. That is what is so important. Subscriptions. Mm-hmm help so keep letting Mm -hmm. us know what you think and we might read a review on the show that's right cheryl do you have anything you want to promote i'll let you go first and then i'll no not really not really not really you go ahead well i uh have a book that came out in 2015 called oh my god i'm just a person ask you anymore i also ask you anymore I have an Mm-mm. HBO special called uh, Boyish Girl Interrupted. I have a Netflix special Mm-mm. called Happy to Be Here. Mm-mm. I have another podcast called Don't Ask Tig. Okay. that That's acceptable. All right. Well, um, Cheryl, should we do it again? Yeah. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Gabby Kopisich and Thomas Willett. Audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett with music by David Susson. Special thanks to Patrick McDonald and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can also email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. 
Next week, we will be talking about searching for Sugar Man. That was a HeadGum Podcast.